On today's episode, I'm chatting with Kevin Owens of Sneaker Cleaner. Kevin created the business in secondary school and is now offering a nationwide service. He's located on one of Dublin's most well-known streets, Harcourt Street, and has also, over the last couple of months, caught the attention of national radio and print media. This is a very random business, and it just shows you that you can do something if you put your mind to it. And Kevin now is a part of many different groups and in many different communities, and he is driving on and succeeding at it. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. The next morning, I went up a thousand followers and I had like 100 messages. Like, I got used to get 20 euro in, and then I had Facebook knocking on the door looking for a tenner, like, you know, and I was freaking out. Going down the road and collecting the shoes, still in my school uniform, like, you know. I'd be a firm believer in you are the person who you surround yourself most with. Kevin Owens of Sneaker Cleaner, you are very welcome to the Bizchapreneur podcast. How are you getting on? Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. For a man that was featuring on the Irish Times, News Talk, Radio 1, going right to the top. Before we get to any of that and before we start talking into detail, just tell everyone who you are and what you do. Yes, so my name is Kevin. I'm a 20-year-old student from Dublin. I study visual communications in TUD Dublin in the Grange Gorman campus. And then on the side, I also uh, run a company called Sneaker Cleaner. So we're a cl- shoe cleaning service um, based at a Harcourt Street, Dublin. Um, so people book through our website and we clean up their shoes from there. Wow. The thing that's coming into my head there now is that there are so many markets out there, niche markets that still haven't been tapped into. There you are cleaning shoes, creating the sneaker cleaner. And like the idea of that, when I think of it in my head, is the guy at the side of the road polishing up the patent shoes. I mean, you know, right, just uh, I'm going to stop and I'm going to leave you at it because I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. Like... It is so different. And I'm sure there are so many people that are probably saying, he cleans shoes. You know, like, it sounds so crazy. But look, you've made it work. Kevin, bring us right back to the start. Where did it begin? Tell us a story. Go for it. I was in uh, fourth year. Uh, so it was like third year somewhere. I was kind of looking for a job because I just turned 16. And... Uh, I was applying for loads of places and no one was really taking me because I was so young. I was kind of looking at it, uh, I was kind of big into sneakers and I wasn't really big, like I, I didn't really have the money to buy them but I was kind of big into looking at them. I came across this guy called Jason Mark in New York and he started a few years before. He had a shop in New York and he was cleaning sneakers. The kind of brand he had going was quite hipster, it was kind of cool like you know. Okay. So I kind of looked at the at the industry and at the time all the Yeezys were kind of, the big thing was to queue outside O'Connell Street and queue for the Yeezys. So I kind of seen that it was a kind of an opportunity and uh, just created the Instagram page. Basically the first pair of shoes that I got in was from a lad in my class. He thought I was crazy. I was just like, here, give me them shoes. And I gave them after PE one of the days and just uh, looked up then how to clean shoes. So I'd created the, the Instagram page and the logo and stuff before I even knew it to clean a pair of shoes. Like, you know, so. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I went onto YouTube then and looked up how to clean a pair of shoes and kind of went from there. Wow, okay, so I mean, I'm sure you're not getting the shoe that's worth 30 or 40 euros, you're probably like, when you say Yeezys, how much is a pair of Yeezys? Yeah, so they retail at 220, uh, so 220 quid, but like we get pairs of shoes that are worth 50 euro, like how it kind of works is like we get we get the shoes in and then we offer extras as well, 
and there's been like a good few times that I've been like, here, your service cost is getting more than the actual price of the shoes. You'd be better off paying for a new pair of shoes. Yeah. So like we, we get the whole range, like, you know, like there isn't like one kind of niche, like, oh, we only do like um, our clients are only like, they only bring in Louis Vuitton shoes. Like it's just a whole range, which is really great. So you got the idea from New York and how did you implement it? You were in college at, at the time, I assume here. Yeah, so I was in uh, I was in Belvedere. I was in secondary school, so I kind of kicked it off in fourth year. Basically, what happened was uh, I just started the Instagram page, and then I started messaging uh, influencers and started putting up like before and after photos and stuff. And because I was kind of the first person in Ireland to do it, I definitely was the first one to do it. Like, and then literally two weeks after, there was other people popping up because they saw the idea. I was doing Instagram promotions. I was throwing one euro behind the posts per per day, like you know. And then I seen the seven euro coming out of my account. And I was like, oh my God, this ad spend's crazy, like, you know? Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, once I once I got, like, one influencer, then they put it on their story. And then other inf influencers seen us. And they just really supported the young flay. At the moment, since COVID started, I haven't actually done any ads um, at all. Like, it's all been organic, which is crazy. And so how did you find the whole influencer marketing side of things? When you reached out, was there a impact on the business from when you got a mention? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so uh, it was... Um I remember I reached out to James Kavanagh. He's an Instagram personality. So I cleaned his shoes. Uh, I remember he, he met me in the Westbury. And I was like, oh my God, he was this fella, like, you know? Um, <laughs> and then after I cleaned them up, I had them in shoe boxes and basically had this stencil. So I used to clean up and I did the paper and I did the shoe box and I spray painted the shoe box silver. And I remember on the way there, I was carrying the pair of shoes. Well, it was three pairs of shoes. I was carrying them up to the Westbury where he was the um, paint started coming off my hands. Oh, jeez. Because, cause, like, it, it was like a, a glossed shoebox with spray paint on it. So, like, I gave him this this shoebox and, like, the paint was just flaking off it, like, you know? But, like, he, in fairness to him, he still threw it up in the store. He gave me loads of support. The next morning, I went up a 1,000 followers and I had, like, 100 messages. Wow. And my sister was, like, because my sister followed him at the time, she was like, oh, my God, that's crazy that you clean shoes for James Cavanagh. And one thing led to another. You had 100 DMs, potential customers, like. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the unfortunate bit was that, at, like, obviously at the time, I was a young fella and I was going, going down the road and collecting the shoes, still in my school uniform, like, you know? So not many people would be, that was a, a big issue that I came up against was the trust factor for people. Cause if they spend like 600 euro on their pair of Gucci shoes, they're not gonna give it to a young fella that's in their school uniform and throwing them, throwing them in their school bag, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The way I got around that and actually worked really well was you pay me when you get the shoes back and see if they're clean or not. So I did that for so many shoes. Like I think we did like 250 pairs of shoes, uh, which wow. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like- And how long are you in business now? Since 2017, so. Uh, so you're 20 now wow young entrepreneurship love it yeah yeah so like I had a bit of an issue at the start I found it very hard to do cash flows like I used to get 20 euro in and then I had Facebook knocking on the door looking for a tenner like you know and I was freaking out and uh, because I'd spent the money on like a chicken filler and a can of monster for lunch like uh, so like I learned that I, I learned that fairly quick yeah, managing budgets and managing cash flow and stuff yeah. like that. And I suppose then, you know, in school and I went through the similar thing, were your friends absolutely looking at you saying, this fella is cracked? And I suppose it wasn't until it took off, people were saying, oh, wow, it's a great business now, you know? Yeah, like, um, there was one or two fellas that used to be like, oh, sneaker cleaner, like, shouting down the corridor or whatever. Like, oh, it's getting a lot of support, actually. The lads in school were actually... Uh, 
getting a lot of support. Like when I was in third year, I used to do a bit of YouTube and people used to be shouting down the corridor being like, oh, he's a YouTuber, whatever. I used to kind of get offended by it at the start. And then one of the days it happened to me and it just kind of clicked in my head when I was going to get a sausage roll in the cafeteria. It was just like, yeah, well, now everyone in that corridor now knows that I'm on YouTube and they're going to search it up. And it doesn't matter like if, they, if they're going to laugh at me or they're not. It's still one view, it's still one subscriber, like, you know, so like that just kind of clicked in my head and I took kind of took the same principle in sneaker cleaner as well. Like if someone shouts down the corridor, then everyone knows that I clean shoes. Good day, kind of going, sound for trying to be nasty about it, but sound for the advertising. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I thought of it. Like, and it was so weird because like no one even said it to me, like it just kind of clicked in my head, which was strange, but uh, kind of thankful for that now. Are you in college now? Yeah, so I'm in first year. Um, so I started my first year all online, which was a uh, kind of strange right. experience and uh, I still have, haven't met any of my college friends but my lectures a lot of people don't turn on their camera a lot of students are finding that hard now at the moment like I'm working in Munster Technology University in the Kerry campus and like you know we're working with students and they're no one's meeting each other and it's a big downfall but look hopefully once everyone gets back on campus things will be a lot different and plus you being on campus and you offering yeah. this service that's a huge opportunity there for your name to even get around the campus you're in you know the massive bit that most students would actually realize that they're missing out on but i have anyway is um and i've i've reached out to lecturers trying to get connections and stuff like for the website at the moment we're trying to get back-end development done i have people on my network but in the ideal situation you would go up to the web development class and you would knock on the door and you wait for the class to finish and grab some young fella you could like be friends with him like you know and you could work on it together but you really don't have that no and it would be a project for them as well it would benefit them to learn it also benefit you yeah. as well you know like you get a marketing guy you get a sales guy you get a, a web developer guy like and you could all work on it for free like you know like it'd be savage i love the way you're thinking about it yeah, yeah. that's great utilizing what you have in front of you to try to expand the business love yeah it. love it so tell us how the radio came about news talk the irish times yeah, so with the with the window, hugely fortunate to have the window there on Harcourt Street and um, I was actually cleaning there one of the days. I tried to get the lads in front of the window as much as possible, kind of have the face in the window. Um, and everyone that walks by, we say hello to when, uh, when it's sunny and it's not raining so we can have the window open. Um, yeah. And then one day I was kind of cleaning away and I heard um, like a shutter clicking from across the road and it was this guy with like a, a 7200 long lens on him. Um, and he was uh, he was shooting away and I kind of called him over I was like here what's the story with you like you know and he was like oh I'm a photographer with the Irish Times and I was like oh no way really <laughs> he was like yeah so like at the moment it's just going to be a photo but I could send it on to the Irish Times and they might want to accompany it with an article so uh, then three days later a journalist rang me from the Irish Times and uh, did the story and then it was originally going to be shelved for like three weeks and then they, they just didn't have enough news, so I got on page three, like, you know. Wow, and well done. Yeah, yeah, it was completely by chance, like, you know. And did you find an impact from that on the business? Crazy, crazy. Really? Uh, yeah, Go on. Yeah, yeah because like, some people um, say, you know, it's all online, but then other people swear by, you know, paper and physical paper, you know. Yeah, like, uh, the reach of the paper has completely out, outrun any of, the, any of the social media stuff I've done uh, to date. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Was there an actual impact on the business with regards to sales? The views on the website went through the roof. The sales went through the roof. Um, 
unfortunately my the cleaner the main cleaner that i have he got covid so uh thank god i'm on an easter break now from college i've been doing them all myself which is a bit of a hassle but i've obviously identified that this is like a peak so i haven't employed a load of people to take on the extra work put the put the head down and kind of going through the storm of it and um, because i know it's gonna even off it might it's gonna even off at like a higher rate of pairs per week like it's not gonna be at the peak so there's no point of employing for the peak like you know because the way the business is set up, I can log off fairly easily. So we have a, a marketing intern, Evan, first year in Maynooth, um, and he's, he kind of looks after messages and stuff like that. So basically when all the media kind of storm hit, I logged off at 4 p.m. because it was a lovely day and went down to the beach and had a few bottles with the beach with the lads, like, you know. Um, and then the next morning there was like, like 10 pairs of shoes on the doorstep. Contrasting that with the publicity that we got with Lad Bible and uh, Lad Bible Ireland, they have like uh, 200,000 followers on Instagram. And I think we only got about 30 or 40 follows from that, like, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So like a website like the Irish Times, it's, it's crazy because the website's so powerful that once you get an article, your SEO for your website goes to the roof. Yeah. And like, so if you, if you even type in shoe clean in Ireland or Dublin, the Times article comes straight up and then that drags my, my website up as well, which is, uh, which is crazy. So it drove people to the website primarily. Uh, I got a, a lot of support on LinkedIn as well. It was more so when I hopped onto Ray Darcy and was chatting to Ray Darcy on the radio. Then I got kind of more older people actually ringing me. So it was quite nice that uh, straight after the Ray Darcy interview on, on the Tuesday, the same day I was in the paper, some woman from Kerry rang me and she was like, Oh, my son's shoes need to be cleaned. Are you the fellow that was on Ray Darcy? I love it. And, I like, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, this is what I can do for you, whatever. And she sent them up and she's very happy with them, like, you know. Oh, so you're nationwide now. You're not just working in Dublin. People can post them from anywhere in the, yeah, in the country. Yeah, you can post them anywhere in the country, like. And I suppose it's all priced down to different types of shoes and what you want done, you know. And as you said there, there's extras. Yeah, so 100% of people obviously come in for the premium clean and then 65% of them people off uh, for an extra. So that extra could be like a midsole repaint or a leather repair or a lace replacer, one of these, like, you know. Okay, okay, okay. So what's the peak moment that has happened so far in the last couple of years? You've said, wow, it's going places. This is going really, really well. Strangely enough, it wasn't the Irish Times article. It wasn't kind of the publicity because I got a load of experience from that before, kind of experiencing that kind of media rush. One of the moments that uh, really hit me was I was in college for one day there uh, about two weeks ago and I was in a lecture and I had my phone beside me and there were like two orders came in on the phone while, when I was in the lecture, like, you know, and it just kind of comes up as a striving notification, but it, it was just crazy to think that that's how, like, you can literally earn your 35 quid when you're in a college lecture, like, you know, and it can still be taken away when you're completely thinking, you're thinking about typography, like, you know, and um, so that was like a really cool uh, thing to happen. But I don't know if you heard my first podcast, it's just about my business story. It came to around Christmas time where I'm selling elf dolls. Yeah. When the stripe thing came up, it was just the best Ah, it's beautiful. Feeling. It's beautiful. It's like, Yeah, it's wow. like Christmas I, came twice, like, literally. It could be that I made 15 euros, but it feels like a million euros every time that notification pops up. It yeah. just gives you a bit of a boost. Yeah, yeah. Sunday mornings, I turn on the phone. Now, like, I'll get a few notifications from Stripe because a lot of orders come in on Saturday night at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning because a lot of people, like, see their dirty shoes after 
I don't know, drinking in the park or whatever now with COVID mm-hmm. and they just throw them in when they when they have a few cans on them, like, you know. After drinking um, cans in the park. Yeah, so look, you actually got to go a few orders late into the early morning. Love it. Which love is it, love it, love it, love it. And then the total opposite, I suppose, look, right, starting up a business, there comes challenges. When was the time that the blood pressure went up a bit? An example of that? Yeah, like uh, there's been plenty of shoes that I've destroyed and had to pay out of my own pocket for it. I was working with a guy, a sports coach in Trinity. Like he was about like four or five years old. I mean, massive guy, like, you know, quite intimidating, like stature. And he gave me his shoes to clean. They were Nike 270, so they were about like 180 quid. And I was mm-hmm. doing a job on them. Um, and we do this thing, thing called a, a midsole decrease. So basically we throw a heat gun over the, over the midsole and it, it takes all the creases from like wear out of them. And basically um, I was throwing the heat gun over it and the bubble exploded. The whole shoe was destroyed, like, you know, um, and I had to go back to him. I was like, yeah, so yeah, I kind of destroyed your, your pair of shoes here. And like, this was my work colleague that I had to work for, for like another three months with, like, you know. And he was so, quite an intimidating mm. guy. So I just shelled out the 180 quid or whatever they're worth. And uh, like that puts you in the minus like for a while. Like especially if you're getting like, like three pairs in per week. Like, you know, it puts you in the minus for a while. So yeah. and like like that's like your person money. Like you, like you wouldn't be able to get lunch then the next day. Like You've learned a lot since then, you know, with different processes and stuff like that over the years. You know, you've come a long way since then to be able to know about every type of a shoe and know not what to do so you wouldn't damage it. You know, it's all a learning experience no matter what business you're in. I mean, I've got a call to do a bouncy castle and I mean, it happens, right? I think I have everything done, everything is out and I'm just hopping into the car ready to go to town and I get a phone call and they're like, where are you? Are you on the way? And I'm like, oh my God. I'll never forget it. Like, I mean, I'm in the business many years now and I mean, like, I've come a long way from then. You know, there's tracker systems now. There is kind of like a foolproof kind of like a system. way of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, system of... So you're not going to be making these stupid mistakes. But look, anyone that's listening to this and is starting out in business, don't beat yourself up. It happens. Stuff Like, yeah. those things happen. And you just have to work with it. Try to sort it out as best as you can and move on, you know? Yeah. Um, there isn't one business person that could say that something stupid and silly like that that hasn't something like that happened to them. With every business, there's a marketing strategy. What do you think is the best way for someone starting out in business to, to advertise? And have you got any advice there? Like, for me going forward, after seeing the effect that the paper has, hopefully I'll be able to get in one or two other papers. And then we're gonna kind of push a bit more on, uh, I've only kind of ever done social media ads. Um, and kind of promotions, so I'm gonna kind of deep a bit, uh, dig a bit deeper into Google search ads and all this kind of good stuff, like you know the kind of big boy stuff. Yeah, the big boy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kevin, you know, COVID hit. Did it have an impact on the business? Uh, yeah. So it was do- stopped dead in its tracks, um, like everything else. After we kind of figured out the website and figured out how to kind of work with the drop off, because how it works at the moment is people actually can't come into Harcourt Street. It's kind of like Hacker Street's more of kind of a show and tell area, like, you know, like it's kind of just to showcase what we do through the window. And then people drop them into a, a place called Grafton and Cleaners, which is a dry cleaners on South William Street beside the Westbury. And they're a really well reputable name uh, in the dry clean industry in Ireland. And they do the Shelburne and the Westbury. All the shoes come through there. Um, and then I run down and grab them and clean them and drop them back. 
the whole nationwide business just say for anyone listening here that might be from Kerry or Cork or Limerick to get in touch with you and say look I have a pair of shoes here and do they post them up and you post them back down again or how does it work yeah so super easy it's like anyone else if you're in Dublin it's the exact same process so so you, you book through the website you get an email with the address of Grafton Cleaners and then the email even says you can post them up or you can drop them in because a lot of people post them in at the moment because of the 5k radius that we have like the majority of them are posted in like it's the exact same process if you're from cork or, or if you're from Kerry, like or from dublin um it's the exact same process that anyone else would be going through and kevin if you were to give yourself any piece of advice as in like go back in time before you start the business what would you tell yourself uh, yeah, I would definitely formalize a lot quicker. Like went down the road of starting up as a sole trader and... Yeah, definitely uh, kind of realize the potential of it a lot quicker. In business, we all look up to someone. We're all thinking, okay, I like the way this person has gone. Who are they in your life? Um, it'd be kind of the main friend group that I have. So I'd be a firm believer in you are the person who you surround yourself most with. So I try my best to keep myself out of negative situations with friends and um, a lot of the friends I would have would have their own businesses. There's two lads down in Galway, Eric Gentelix and Dara Jordan, they run a business called Grafton Digital, which is a website company. I know two, two lads that have their own companies and they're, they're 30 and uh, I'd be in contact with them most days. So like between the five of us, we all kind of bounce off each other and we create a bit of a powerful group, which is a bit mad to be part of. And you're kind of, if you take the quote, you are the top five people they've surrounded yourself with. I have a fairly big um, bar to fulfill, like, you know. But you know, that's great to have that kind of sort of a, a small community to help and support each other and to push each other on. It's great because uh, I'm also part of a group called Magnate 100. It's an entrepreneur group of the top 100 entrepreneurs in Ireland. Okay. You have some serious big boys like Andy Mackin, Jamie Heaslip and other guys like the founder of Bleeper Bikes is in there, I'm fairly sure as well. So each month we do um, a magnate month call, like people can pitch their business and you can bounce any issues that you have off these 100 top entrepreneurs and you can get resolutions to your problems that you've been dwelling over for months in like a half an hour from this group, which is amazing. Wow, that's really beneficial. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a serious L group, like, you know, and we have like a book list and we have like uh, movement momentum and stuff like this. So if you see one of the lads on his morning run, he's like, before you even get up, he's done like a 20K run in the Dublin mountains. Like, you know, you kind of... Uh, you like think oh god I need to get my skates on here like you know so it's, it's quite <laughs> motivating like um, but it's it's an amazing group to be part of and uh, I know there's a huge waiting list um, f- to join the group like you know and then how did the work-life balance happen yeah so um, when I was in secondary school basically what I used to do was I used to have school nine to five and then I had uh, a night study uh, so that happens from six till half nine at night uh, still in the school so I had a period of like two hours there to mess around so lads used to go to the gym and get rolls and stuff but I used to end up organizing collecting and delivering shoes at that time so I used to keep the shoes in my locker I used to organize that there would be a collection or delivery every 15 minutes working my way from O'Connell Street to Grafton Street and meeting people on the way you know and um, okay. so I used to I used to drop about five or six pairs of shoes and um, to people all across uh, doing this like route um, over to Grafton Street and Henry Street. Then I'd go back up to school with a full bag of shoes and do my night study and then get collected. 
And you know, many people wouldn't think about the logistics that goes on in the background, like the planning, the scheduling, the timing out, when you're going to meet them, where you're going to meet them. Oh, stop. Do your head in, like, do your head in. When I was in fifth year, I used to have the Google Calendar like a madman, like, you know? It's hugely beneficial. Like, I love Google Calendar, like, it's literally my Bible, so. But, like, that's what you kind of need, like, especially if you have, like, I'm sure you know yourself if you're working and then you have all this stuff going on, on the side. You need to have, like, a structure in place. Like, if you have people coming at you from all angles and you have, like, systems in place. So, like what we did there, like, I kind of have it now as habit if someone organizes a time with me or organizes to get a coffee or even with friends, like, as soon as you set a date and a time, it kind of, it's automatically goes straight into the calendar. So then you don't have to be thinking about it. It's not, like, it's not another layer to be thinking about in your brain. Like, because, like, at the end of the day, you want to be going around with a fresh head the whole time instead of trying to remember all these tasks you need to do. The phone will just remind you, give you a day's notice yeah. or two hours a notice beforehand or yeah. an hour or 15 but like minutes. Even, you know, even do it with, uh, with birthdays, Easter, um, girlfriend's birthday, <laughs> savage. Like, you know, set a reminder for one week. And then when I got the one week reminder, I knew, okay, that's next week. I went out and bought the eggs and put them in the room, like, you know? So then it's completely off your radar, like, and you have it sorted. And if you were there probably on the Friday or the uh, Saturday, all the eggs and around the Dublin, eggs be gone. trying to find it, be gone. gone. Not a hope. But like, it's perfect for like, birthdays as well, because uh, like, you could do it like two weeks out and then you just order something on Amazon and it turns up two days before, sort it. If you were to give advice to someone that's either in business or thinking about starting up a business, sitting on an idea, what would you tell them? If you're young, I don't see what is stopping you. Like, you know, um, like how I see it even at the moment is, yeah, I have all this momentum and I have sales coming through, but obviously you'd lose sleep if you let it go and you lost it all, but financially you wouldn't be anywhere different. Like a lot of people are living at home and they're not paying rent anymore because of COVID. You might be paying rent, but if you were in a dire situation and you lost everything because you lost your business, you could live there, like, you know? Like, you're not gonna go home. You'll still be fed, you won't yeah. go hungry. You can lose everything, but you still have a, head, a roof over your head and a lot of people are in the fortune position that they do have that, like, you know? So why don't you take advantage of that position that you, you are in? and. I suppose, look, I asked this question to everyone. Tell our listeners something that nobody knows about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so something that uh, happened to me there about, uh, it was just before Christmas, and it actually gave me a huge amount of perspective, that's such a cliche word, perspective on kind of how life was going was uh, I got, I was part of an armed robbery on the dart. And basically, um, I was coming home um, at 11 o'clock and uh, I was I, I got the ja my jacket taken off me um, and uh, your mom was threatening me with a pair of knuckle dusters um, which was crazy um, and I just Jeez. yeah yeah and we had uh, the whole guard thing and the actual kind of funny bit was I didn't uh, didn't follow up in the end because I just kind of wanted to move on like you know and then when all the the no masker protests were happening on Grafton Street I'd seen a TikTok video and it's your man wearing my jacket, throwing Stop bottles at the guards. It. Oh my God. Oh man, crazy stuff, crazy stuff, right? Yeah, but like the way, I, like after obviously I was shook and I still have a bit of an issue walking out through uh, Dublin now on a stark outside and getting the train and stuff like, but that's only kind of hmm. relaxed with time. Like the main thing I kind of got from that was, God, like I see the train as uh, an opportunity to go from A to B, but someone else like your man that robbed me saw an opportunity to take advantage of someone sitting down an opportunity to rob someone you know and it's crazy how yeah. you can 
really see things completely differently. Like you can be going around in your different world, but the person right next to you could be in a whole different world. I, I, I'm shook at that story. Like I don't even think I, I don't know how I'd cope. Yeah, someone, yeah. Like, someone did that to like me. The, oh no, yeah, I was in bits for days, but I came around fairly quick. I don't even know what to say to you about that. That's mental. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Like for our listeners. Tell them where they can find you, how they can get in touch, you know, with regards to social media, website, all those things. Yeah, so if you want to get a pair cleaned up, I'm more than happy to, to sort you out. Just sneakercleaner.ie and then it's sneakercleaner.ie on Instagram and Facebook as well. You just kind of book through the site, you get emails, they'll explain you the steps through it. It's fairly straightforward. Um, and then if you want to get me on uh, on Instagram, it's just ownsy, O-W-E-N-S underscore perfect job kevin thank you very very much for being a guest on the business podcast i really appreciate it good so thanks very much for having me first one so i was a bit nervous so hopefully it came across well thank you thank you thank you for listening to the eighth episode of the business podcast really enjoyed talking to kevin owens today from sneaker cleaner looking forward to next week stay tuned to business podcast on instagram and also i'd really appreciate if you like subscribe rate review screenshot put it on your story whatever it is all that good stuff thank you for tuning in good luck god bless safe home